Creek Baptist Church on a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, do you realize we're halfway through the first month of the year? Time's flying. Time's flying. Uh, this is the time when we do birthdays and anniversaries. Uh, James Walters has a birthday on the 17th. Uh, Wendy Edwards has a birthday on the 19th. And Miss Kathy has a birthday on the 20th and she's not here. None of them are here. Are there any other birthdays or anniversaries this week? Alright. Well, I don't guess we get, I guess we'll go ahead and sing happy birthday to these people that ain't here. So, if you will join me. I was about to not cut it out. I was about to say, well, since they ain't here, we ain't going to sing. But I was already turning the page. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to catch, I had to catch myself. Day to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. They may be listening to you. Do what? They may be listening. Well, I realized that after I made that little little myth up there. All right, if everybody please let's stand and sing hymn number 237. I stand amazed in the presence.
again good morning uh let's go to the lord in prayer most glorious lord god i love you and i thank you for this day and lord i ask you to bless each family that's represented here today lord be with those that aren't uh, we ask you lord to open your word up to us today may everything that's said and done here be pleasing to you i ask you lord to touch each one of the families that you know each situation Lord, we ask you to bless those on our prayer list that we'll get to here in a minute. Lord, we just ask you to fill this building with your spirit and may all that we do here today honor you. Lord, I love you and ask us in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, announcements, praises, and prayer requests. Um, Tuesday the 16th at 7 o'clock, the ladies will meet. Uh, they canceled their meeting last week due to the weather. Uh, February the 10th at 6 p.m. is our Valentine's dinner, and it's for 18-year-olds and older. Uh, it's $5 a person. Uh, ladies, you need to bring a bingo gift and a dessert. Uh, it's a great time. Sign-up sheet will be in the foyer, and see Jean for more details. What actually happens is uh, we have a steak dinner that night, and uh, they play bingo, and you get prizes, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, but it's a time of fellowship, and uh, if you're interested in coming, I mean, where else in the town can you go and get a steak dinner for five bucks? Nowhere. Yeah, and so, uh, and, and it's good. It's a good meal, um, the, and the, 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 the bingo is good. After, let's see, may it be eight years, almost eight years, I finally won one bingo game. Uh but bingo is not my forte anyway, but I finally won, and uh, I got a little prize, and I was happy. Doesn't take much to satisfy me. Uh, Sunday school supply collection. Uh, we're still collecting school supplies, uh, and they're in the fellowship hall. Um, any other announcements? Okay. You can pay for the dinner. To either Gene or Diane Edwards. Um, and we kind of need to know ahead of time so we can go get the steaks and the baked potatoes and all. Uh, any other announcements? 
Praises and prayer requests. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Any other praises, prayer requests? Yes, ma'am. Good, good. I'm glad to hear from Tanner. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tanner's in a dust bowl somewhere, somewhere over there in the dust bowl. And uh, uh, just keep him in prayers. Lift everybody up that's deployed. Uh, any other? Any other? Yes, ma'am. Terry? Okay. Pray for those that are lost. That they they draw near to God and open the door and let Him in. Uh, and, and just be in prayer of that. It's it's fine to pray for every lost soul because God is is more than magnificent. He can handle all things. Yep. Continue to pray for Michaela and Vernie. I talked to Michaela last night, and uh, she's in great spirits. Uh, and uh, she she had her first treatment. Um, that night, it was kind of rough after she got her first treatment. She uh, said she had a metal taste. And uh, said they, she got her, went to the hospital the next day for something else and said that metal taste went away. She said, other than that, she's, she's doing pretty good. So just keep her in your prayers. That her, she'll stay uh, uh, elevated. She, uh, they did tell her that it was hereditary. So, yeah, so anyway... I guess they have these tests now that can tell. So with that being said, uh, are there any others? Um, yep, yep, amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Any other? If there's no others, then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most glorious Lord God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the mercy and the blessings that you give us. Lord, we ask you to be with us as, as we go forward. These names that were listed on, on this prayer list and those that were added, Lord, we just lift them up to you. Our, our, our country, our military, Lord, our Jerusalem, Israel, uh, the list goes on. The unspoken, Lord, you know each situation there. The families that are grieving. The families that have lost loved ones. Lord, we thank you uh, that you're a God of healing, that you can wrap your arms around them and, and draw close to them. You're the only, you're the only one who can heal a broken heart, Lord. We thank you, uh, Lord, for keeping a hedge of protection around uh, Tanner and, and, and his comrades. Not only Tanner, but all those that are deployed, Lord. We ask you to keep a hedge of protection around them so that they can return home safe to their families. Lord, we lift up uh, uh, Charles and Phyllis and, and those that are suffering with, with COVID and RSV and the flu and everything that's going on that this time of the year. Lord, we lift them up to you, all, every one of them. Lord, we lift all of them, Michaela, Vernie, everyone. You know the situations. We're asking you and com coming to you corporately to ask for healing. Lord, we love you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody, please, let's stand for our offertory hymn, number 261, Lamb of God.
Well, good morning again. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we will start out uh, in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 43. Uh, today I'm going to preach about the new year. Uh, last Sunday we preached about the old year and going into the new year. Uh, we had a little ceremony and we wrote down our concerns and our disappointments and and we tied them up in a little thing that had a little piece of uh, evergreen on it, balsam, whatever you want to call it. And, and we burned that and sent it up to the four winds of heaven so we don't have to worry about what's gone on in the past. Um, and so I'm going to kind of pick up a little bit right where I think one of the verses that, that Bill used last Sunday. And so... Uh, Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 and 19. Um, and so with this, uh, we're going to look forward to the new year. God is, is working. He, it's been 15 days almost in this new year. Today's the 14th, tomorrow's the 15th. There's been a lot, a lot of people reaching out, reaching out. God is alive, God is well, God is working. Uh, I've had a lot of conversations this year from the first till now more than I have in the last eight years that I've been here. Um, the Lord is, is moving. Uh, it's like if you look around and see what's going on in society around us, you will see that 
the Bible is fulfilling itself. Now, does that mean that, that Christ is going to come in the next 30? I have no idea. And if anybody tells you that they can give you a date that Jesus is going to return, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you flat out they're lying. They are a liar. The truth ain't in them. Because no one knows but Christ. And it won't happen until the time is right and the time will be perfect. But I do know this. We as Christians won't be here for the great tribulation. Now, I'm going to get phone calls and I'm going to get some emails on this. But I'm just going to tell you straight up, I'm pre-trib. The Bible speaks to it. I will not be here to suffer Jacob's wrath. Amen. Thank you. Uh, and so with that being said, we need to be looking forward to the east every morning. There, there's these great little videos going around on Facebook. And it says Christians won't respond. And you hear a guy sitting there reading his Bible and gunshots going on outside and sirens and everything. And then all of a sudden he hears a trumpet out the door. He goes. We're listening for the trumpet. We're looking for the trumpet. And that trumpet will be heard all around the world. And so with that, we're going to start this year out praising God. We're going to look forward. Look forward. We're not to look to the past. And so in verse 18, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know what he's talking about here. In the context that these verses are in, Israel was about to be on its way back to Israel from the captivity. And they were, had to go through the wilderness to get back to Israel because they had been taken to Babylon. <coughs> but God's telling us today, our wilderness lays ahead of us. We don't know what tomorrow brings. But he's going to make a path in the wilderness for us. He's going to make a, uh, uh, a way. Not only that, when we get dry, when our spirit's dry, he's going to provide rivers in the desert. Remember now, every now and then we get down on ourselves and it seems like there, there's no one around. Seems like that our countenance is falling. Nothing can help us. That's when we're in the desert of our spirituality. He's going to make rivers. He's not just going to bring you a cup of water. He's going to make a river, a river for you to ford, a river for you to wash in, a river for you to just to, to inhale and, re and rejuvenate yourself. If you've ever suffered from heat exhaustion or heat stroke, let me tell you something. From that day forward, you will never be too far from water. It happened to me when I was a kid in Las Vegas. And... Uh, when I got to my unit in Fort Polk, Louisiana many years ago, I went to the uh, central facility and I purchased me four canteens. They, gift, they issued me one. I carried five canteens because I was not going to be without water. Couldn't do it. And so you got to have water. And the water they're talking about now is the spiritual water, the living water. Christ says he's the living water. We need that water to be able to flourish. How do we get it? Well, number one, we, we, read, our, we read the word of God. 
And you don't have to carry a Bible with you every day. Now there's, there's Bible apps out the wazoo. Put it on your phone. Every one of us has a phone. In the moments that we're sitting around when we got breaks between the things that we're doing in our occupation, read the Bible. They even have audio Bible now. Now, I'm going to tell you, I like the, uh, I'm a fan of the audio Bible, especially dramatic one, because you get the music in the background and the different voices, and you can hear the, the horses or whatever, the walking in the back. It's it just like you're there. You're immersed there, and you get to use your imagination that God gave you. And so we need to be prepared for this. We need to be doing this. Last year's done. It is dead and gone. We can't change a thing. In fact, the last 13 days and up until this moment, there's nothing can be changed. Think about how tough these last two, these first two weeks of this year has been. You know, just think about the last seven days. From the time we sent all that stuff up to heaven, has Satan bothered you this week? He has wore me out. Wore me out. And if he can't use you, and he can't get at you, he will use those around you. And if that doesn't work, he'll use some other things. But eventually, he's going to wear you down. And he did. <coughs> I had a rough week. But you know what? Today was a new day. Today's a new day. And I ask God to forgive me for the other days. Every day, I ask him to forgive me. Because, see, I, I, my whole thing was this year I was going to be on fire. I was going to be doing it all right. I wasn't going to make no mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't last the first week. But that's okay. I didn't give up. You don't give up. You keep going. And so that's why I said forget the old things. Let it go. The greatest movie Disney ever put out was that Frozen movie. Where they, and the greatest words ever spoken. Let it go. Let it go. You can't change it once it's happened. All you can do is go forward and not do it again. Let it go. Those folks that, that talked bad about you last week, let it go. I know, we, we, we're built to fight. Somebody says something ugly about me, what do I want to do? I want to nuke them. I don't want to just hurt, I want to nuke them. I want to destroy them so they don't speak about me that way again. Let it go. Let it go. Take all that energy and focus Focus it the positive. Focus it for sharing the word of God. And so the next place we're going to go in our Bible is, uh, excuse me, my, the only thing I have left from my cold is my nose. And it's running and it's running. And I'm sorry, but I don't have a napkin up here. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. Uh, Lamentations. Chapter 3. While y'all turning there, I'll see if I can figure out how to open these Kleenexes. These must be adult proof. Good Lord. And I didn't bring my pocket knife. There. Whew. We're going to chapter 3, verse 22. Actually, let's back up to verse 21. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies 
that we have not consumed, have not, were not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are very new, or they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Think about that. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. He says, he says, it is of the Lord's mercy that we were not consumed. His mercies, they never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is always faithful to us. He is there every moment of our life. Whenever we feel alone, whenever we feel like we've, we've slid off the path and we're over here doing things we ain't supposed to do and, and we feel like we're all by ourselves, I stop, stop, God's there. I'm going to let everybody in on a little secret. There is nowhere, there is nowhere on the face of this earth or in the universe where God is not. There's, he's there every day, every way, all the time. From the beginning of when he created the universe and the world to now, he's been everywhere all the time. And you'll get people, well, where was God when this happened? He was right there. Where was God when this happened? He was right there. Well, why did he allow that? Because he gave man free will. We have free will. We don't have a God who puts his thumb on us and pushes us to worship him. We have a God who stands at the door and knocks. He'll knock. He won't force his way in. He won't barge in. You have to invite him in. Then when you invite him into your life and you accept that invitation and he comes in and as the scripture says and he sucks with you and you with him that is forever. That's not just for a day. It's not just for a season. <coughs> Excuse me. It is forever. And we in our finite minds cannot comprehend forever. I know what a long time is. And now that I've got there, it doesn't seem like it was that long. I remember when I was in high school. You know, I was 18 years old, 10 foot tall, bulletproof. I thought I had the world by the horns. Now, here I am, 65 years old, going on 66. And that seemed like it was, it, it, then to get here seemed like a long time. Here, looking back, it wasn't that, it was fast. Forever. We have no idea, no concept of forever. And they, and they are his, his blessings. And his mercies are new for us every morning. What does he tell us in his word? Worry about today. Because there's enough for today. Tomorrow we'll worry about tomorrow. And so, but you notice the one thing that it doesn't say. It didn't say anything about us worrying about yesterday, does he? Nowhere does he tell us to worry about yesterday. In fact, in scripture he tells us not to consider the old things. Those things that have passed away. We're to be looking forward. We're to be looking forward. Even when you put on the armor of God, you don't have anything on your back. Why is that? 
because you're moving forward, he's got your back. Satan can't attack you from the back. He can only come at you from the front. You know, that he tells you to what? Flee. Turn around and flee. Well, if you're in a war and you turn around and flee, don't you think they could shoot you in the back? Satan can't. He's got to face you head on. You've got to give him permission to do what you blame him for doing. He gets credit for a lot of stuff that he didn't do. There was a comedian, and, that was, and his tagline was, the devil made me do it. No, not all the time. Some of the time, and the majority of the time, it's just us. We made ourselves do it, and we have a scapegoat called the devil. But he's out there, and he's for real, and he's powerful, and we're told to flee. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Verses 4 and 7. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your uh, reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful reminder that Christians should always go to God. Praising Him. Can you praise Him in the hard times? When things are falling apart all around you, can you praise Him? Do we praise Him? Or are we in a place in our walk, well, why me, Lord? Look what I've done. Why, why me? The most fearful verses in the Bible should be, depart from me, for I never knew you. That should be an inspiration for everyone. And what did he tell you? He told him, he said, look what, I've, look what we've done for you. Have we not did this? Have we not prophesied? Have we not cast out demons? Have we not done all, he, the healed, the sick and the lame? But they didn't know Jesus. They didn't know Jesus. See, when we stand before Christ as, as individuals who have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we don't have to worry about our intentions. He knows them already. He knows them already. Think about this. When Christ died on the cross and you accept him as your Lord and Savior and he covers you in his blood, God does not see Jerry Wilson. God sees his son, Jesus Christ. When he says he has forgiven and blotted out my sin, because my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, my sins will never be brought forward again. See, I've done paid for my sins because Christ did it. All I had to do was accept Him. I accepted Him. He covered me in the blood. And I am free. I am free. I am a, I have been adopted into the family of God Almighty. 
Even though he knows that sometimes I fail him. Even though he knows that sometimes I have wild thoughts. Even though he knows that I am a wicked human being. He loves me. And when I stand before him, he's going to see Jesus. He's not going to see me. That's the awesome God we serve. That's the awesome God we serve. See, if God can part the Red Sea, if he can resurrect the dead and put rivers in the desert, he can and will work all things for his children's good and his glory. See, we don't serve a weakling God. We serve a God who can do it all, has done it all, and will do it all. We serve a God who came down and from on high, put on flesh, walked this world for 30-some years so that we could be redeemed to him. <coughs> Not so he could redeem us. He didn't need us. He wants us. He loves us. He created us for a relationship with him. Period. That's our whole point of being here. Is to have a relationship with God Almighty. Yes, we're, and we're to help each other and love each other. You know, there's all kind of things. We're to love our neighbors as ourselves. What does that look like? What does that look like? How do you take care of yourself? I'm going to be honest with you. I try to look after me pretty good. I try to make sure that I don't get hurt. I try to make sure that I'm in safe places. I try to make sure that sometimes I get what I want. I try to help other people. I try to be nice to everybody. And if my neighbor needs something and I can relieve it, I'll do it. I try not to be quarrelsome. So I want to love my neighbor as myself. I am not going to hurt me on purpose. Now, I might be working on something and doing something and do something stupid and hurt myself, but it wasn't intentional, I can assure you. And if it, was, if it hurts, I can assure you I won't do it again. Uh, but you learn. You learn. I put me, and so I'm having to learn to put others ahead of me. And if I put others and treat others like I treat me, then they should have a pretty good shot at things. I think. I may be wrong, but I, I think. So what if you and I decided that this year we're going to treat our neighbors as ourselves? If we see one of our neighbors struggling, we're just going to fall in there and help them. If we see one of our neighbors hungry, we're going to feed them. There's a video circulating on uh, Facebook uh, about a church. And uh, I'm going to run through it real fast. Man off the street walks into church. The lady in the church runs him out, jumps all over the preacher, threatens the preacher with his job. And uh, the guy asked the preacher if he could use the Bible. So he gave him the Bible. And the preacher runs into the guy later on. He's out on the street preaching. He's got a bunch of people there. Da, 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 da. Said nobody in the community will look after him. So he invited up the preacher, invited them all to church. The woman flipped out. 
But then uh, the preacher preached the message from the Bible. And I think the congregation kind of turned around. I believe that's the way it was. You know, and, uh, and there's a lot of different things about that. But the main thing is, is churches are dying today across America. And the reason they're dying is because they're looking inward. They're looking inward. Oh, well, let's see. We've got to have the latest electronics. And we've got to have the most plush pews. And we've got to have the most, the most dynamic praise team and we got to have the coolest pastor and we got to have the smoke machines and all that not that they're in it not that there's anything wrong with those but they're looking in and what does God tell us to do what is our marching orders what does he tell us to do at the end of Matthew what is our orders at the end of the book of Matthew make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit Teaching them everything that I have commanded you, lo, I am with you to the end of the age. Is there anything about that about looking inward? No. Now, with that being said, it's hard to witness these days because people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And if you've never seen abject poverty or third world poverty, you'll ride right by it and not notice it. It's here. It's here. And our job is to relieve the suffering. You know, God tells us that we are to relieve the suffering of our fellow man if within our means to do so. Listen, and this is a verse from Proverbs in 27, 23. I'm going to paraphrase it. It says, know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. I know the condition of my flock. We're great. But we're not arrived. We won't arrive until that trumpet blows. I know I'm giving attention to our herds. There's a lot of folks that are in and out, in and out. Jobs and things keep them away on Sundays. And, but we need to be reaching out. We need to be reaching out because the message of God is life and death. It's about eternity. It's about where you're going to spend it. Are you going to spend it in the presence of God? In glory, or are you going to spend it separated from God? In darkness, in suffering with all of your faculties. See, I think that's the part that really gets it. You don't really realize the faculty part. Remember the story of Lazarus and the rich ruler when they died. The rich ruler had all of his faculties because he could recognize Lazarus sitting in the bosom of Abraham across that great chasm. And his plea was not only for a drop of water, but also that they would send Lazarus to his brother so that they wouldn't come to that place. So he was in that place of hell with all of his faculties knowing that he had rejected God. That's got the weight. 
That's got to weigh on their mind all the time. And so if in heaven, if it says there's, there's no day and no night, what does that say about hell? Constant for eternity, moaning and groaning because you've rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's people that will tell you that there's not real places. They're not real places. Heaven is not real. Hell is not real. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Jesus Christ said it was. That's good enough for me. Jesus Christ said it was not intended for man to enter hell. That's also good enough for me. And he says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes through the Father except through me. And society will tell you that's narrow-minded. Society will tell you that's not inclusive. Jesus will tell you that it's very inclusive. Society will tell you all roads lead to heaven. Jesus says there's only one way to heaven. The Bible says there's, only, there's no other name by which men are saved than Jesus Christ. If there's no other name by which men are saved, and Jesus himself says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes through the Father except through me, there's only one way. And that's the truth. Contrary to our society today, there is an absolute truth. The absolute truth is that if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to die and you're going to hell. That's it. You can argue with Satan all you want to when you get down there. I can assure you he will not ask you your pronouns. So with that being said today, if you're here and you're not 100% sure of where you're going, today's the day. The kingdom of heaven is near. The door to the ark is open. Go through it. Come through it for salvation. Come through it so that you can secure your spot in eternity. See, mama and daddy can't do it for you. Papa and Gang Gang can't do it for you. <coughs> Excuse me. Your brothers and sisters cannot do it for you. It's something that you have to do for yourself. Doesn't matter if you grew up in the church or if you've never been to a church. If God is talking to you, answer that call. Answer it today. Because we're not promised the next moment. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most glorious Lord God, I love you and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I thank you for your mercy and your blessing. God, I ask that not one soul leave here today without being made right with you, without accepting the opportunity for eternity with you. Lord, it's painless. It's painless. To be reborn again is painless. It's exciting. It's invigorating. You're a new person. All the old things have passed away and we're not to remember the old things. Lord, as we look forward to the new year, maybe this be the year, Lord, that, that we go forward honoring you, advancing your kingdom for your glory and for your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.